what's happening in your world tonight. It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your fantasy sports news update. Tyree Kill, we know he's in trouble, but it's getting worse. The league has reviewed the troubling audio tape involving Hill, and the NFL is now considering putting the whiteout on the commissioner's exempt list as early as this week. Hill's fiance, Crystal Espinal, is heard on a tape asking him why their three-year-old son said daddy did it, quote-unquote, after suffering a serious arm injury. Hill is also ter- told yelling at her, quote-unquote, you need to be terrified of me too, bitch. The pair were investigated for child abuse, but case was, the case was closed due to lack of evidence over who committed the crime. It was reopened on Friday following the release of these uh, a release of these audio tapes. The Chiefs have told Hill to stay away from the team, and Chiefs owner Clark Hunt vows the right decision on Hill's future with the team will be made at the right time. That's what he's saying. The commissioner's exemplist puts players on indefinite paid suspension, although they're not paid in the offseason. The list is typically reserved for those uh, during the regular season for players facing criminal charges or allegations. Hill, one of the most electrifying players in the league, ranking fourth in uh, receiving yards last year with 1,479, 12 touchdowns as well, and he earned his third consecutive Pro Bowl burst. So we'll see this week. It might get real bad for Tyreek Hill. The Rockets say research indicates they're getting hosed by the refs when playing Golden State, and it's just not a one-game thing, according to them. Houston says since last year's Western Final versus the two teams, They've been making a data-driven case to the NBA that the Warriors are receiving a majority of officiating advantages. Houston reportedly examined each game's play-by-play officiating report, which documents correct and missed calls from that series. And the info states that they had a double-digit point deficit in six of the seven games and have lost an overall total of 93 potential points from missed calls. In last year's Game 7, the loss... Uh, The report said the club could have scored 18 more points, according to the study. Let's remember, this is the Houston Rockets study here, but Houston coach Mike D'Antoni said refs admitted missed calls during game one of this year's final, and James Harden says he just wants a fair chance versus Golden State. The Rockets and Warriors back at it Tuesday night at the Oracle with the Warriors up one to nothing in that best of seven series. Two games in the NBA playoffs, doubleheader tonight. Game two, Sixers-Raptors in Toronto just after 8 o'clock. Raptors laying six and a half, total 220. Kawhi Leonard went bananas with a career-high 45 in the game one win. And uh, the Blazers and Nuggets, they open up their second-round series tonight in Denver. It's game two at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Nuggets laying four points at home, total set at 216. Greg Popovich currently working on a new deal to coach the Spurs again. If he comes back, it'll be his 24th season. If he comes back, just one more in round two of the NHL playoffs tonight. After 8 o'clock tonight, the Dallas Stars hosting the St. Louis Blues. Dallas laying 120, total five. This best of seven series is tied at one. And uh, nine games on the diamond tonight. We got all evening action here. 7.05 St. Louis and Washington. Nats minus 145, eight and a half. Waka versus Corbin at uh, 7.10. Oakland and Boston. Red Sox 140, total nine. Montez versus Rodriguez. 7.10 Cincinnati and the New York Mets. Mets minus 167 and a half. Rourke versus Wheeler. 720 action San, San Diego and Atlanta. The Braves laying 170. Marja Vicious versus Soroka. A pair of games at 740. Colorado and Milwaukee. Brew Crew minus 128. Freeland and Davies. Houston, they're laying uh, minus 180 at Minnesota. Over under 8.5. Verlander versus Odorizzi. 810. Baltimore and the Chicago White Sox. White Sox minus a buck 35. 8.5. Means versus Benuolis. And uh, 815. Tampa laying 160 at KC. Stanek versus Keller. Over under in that baseball game sits at eight and a half. And the last game of the night, 945 action. The Los Angeles Dodgers minus 150 at rival San Francisco. Meda versus Zamarja. 
I'm Cam Stewart, everybody. Gabe Morency hosts Red Heat and Rage Radio. It's coming up next. We got gambling talk. We'll talk NFL draft, NBA playoffs, hockey playoffs, odds, and a whole lot more. Cam Stewart, Gabe Morency, Red Heat and Rage, Rage Radio, coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Ready to rage our radio. Madison Sports Radio Network. iHeart. Now on YouTube. Throwing it down. I am Gabriel Morenci. Joined by the raging redhead, uh, Cam Stewart. We've got a couple of NBA games. New series begins uh, tonight. Fresh matchup. NHL hockey continues. Full slate of Major League uh, Baseball. We'll um, take a look back at the National Football League uh, draft as uh, we broke it down a little bit uh, the first round. Uh, but Super Bowls are won and lost in the uh, the ensuing uh, rounds. People are upset that more people didn't die in Game of Thrones uh, last night. Game of Thrones author Jones' chorus uh, of boos against uh, the New York Giants as uh, the Game of Thrones <laughs> creator is a New York Ooh. Giants fan. New York Giant uh, player got shot uh, over the weekend. True. Uh, Mike Francesa somehow blames the player for getting shot. Yeah. And uh, other than that, oh, it's Kentucky Derby week too, Cam. What's going on? Uh, Nothing, Gabe. Just uh, getting ready for more uh, playoff action tonight. And uh, we actually put our money where our mouth was. And we talked about doing that more, Gabe. Betting those dogs. And uh, they both tied up the series. So hopefully some wins tonight. We'll be in a great hedge position. I'm not screwing around. I want to win money. Yeah, you've been in a zone here in in the second round. Um, normally, you're on the New York Islander bandwagon, uh, but you felt the Canes coming into the series. And, Correct. you know, this is something we talk about. Uh, the New York Islanders, uh, the Islanders deserved better yesterday. They did. Uh, they, pl- they played well. Two goals in a 48-second span. And uh, Carolina Hurricanes have a 2-0 lead. Unbelievable. An overtime win and then a 2-1 win like that. Yeah, and the fact that Mrazek got hurt and... Uh, a guy that they picked off on, on the scrap heap. It's hilarious. Uh, I'm happy for Curtis McElhaney. The Leafs kind of throw him down the river. He's a much better backup than Sparks or anybody else they have, but they actually, Carolina took a chance on him. And what do you do with the chance, Gabe? You explode in the third period, make beautiful saves. He got a bit lucky too, but sometimes you need a bit of luck in no goal. You played goalie. He did a great job there. Game goalie hurt. He comes in and gets a W in a playoff series. Good on Curtis McElhaney. I'm happy for that guy. It's weird. Carolina, there's... <laughs> It's a disaster for the NHL, but it, is. it has the it has the feel it has the feel like man, this can end up being Carolina and Dallas, or it's going to be oh, some weird great. cities matchup or something. It is good for you. Yeah, Dallas wins game. I really don't care about the NHL and their feelings. You know what I mean? Like we care about us. I care about you yeah. with your with your rents in New Jersey. We care about each other. You're coming to town very soon. Like. No offense, Gary Bettman's never given me a cent. And the Leafs, as I told you, hell, I'm 6-0 watching their games. They don't even give me a call. So you know what? I got to think about numero uno right now. Yeah, and just it looks like despite uh, Don Cherry, the bunch of jerks. I haven't seen Don Cherry. Has Don Cherry commented on them since? He's not not saying nothing. He's not saying nothing. He just talks about Boston and Columbus. He doesn't even talk about the other series. It's actually hilarious. Like, all the highlights on Coach's Corner, it's all Boston and Columbus. He doesn't even mention Carolina and the Islanders. It's quite comical. And Carolina haven't been doing the uh, they haven't been doing the celebrations after their home playoff games. Nope. They're done uh, regular season. They said they didn't. It. They they didn't they I guess they won on the road, right? The first series. So 
Yeah, because yep. it was seven they games. They won in Washington, Washington, and they won the first two on the road in the island. Quite impressive. Exactly. So, they, you know, they didn't have a chance to do it. But if I was them and I clinched the series at home, I would do it. Yeah, that's cool. Like, if I, I won the series, I would do it. Like, I wouldn't do it after a regular season, after a win, after a postseason. You know, okay, you're up 3 nothing. I wouldn't do it because the series isn't over yet. But once the other team's off the ice and a handshake and everything, I think they should do a celebration if they win the series. It got them this far. Don't let up now. Have fun. Have fun along the way. But ultimately, it'll probably end up being the Boston Bruins, just a spite. And, you know, I hope NHL not. would like the Bruins, too. Original of course they would. They would love it. Bruins-San Jose is the perfect series for them. You got West, you got East. Hope it doesn't happen that way, but we'll see. I said Dallas before, so I'll stick with Dallas now. Yeah. I do Dallas, like Dallas baby. tonight. Like I'm Dallas, Dallas tonight. Keep Dallas all day. Big we have a ton of NFL numbers, too, actually, already. Yep. All kinds of futures been posted post-draft. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Ready for Rachel Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. NBA basketball this evening, Game 2. Toronto Raptors took their business in Game 1. But you know the Philadelphia 76ers are going to be uh, better uh, this evening in a big game. They don't want to fall behind uh, 0-2. Uh, the Denver Nuggets, 4.5-point uh, point spread. 4.5-point uh, uh, favorites right now. Minus 4.5, totals 216. Meanwhile, the Raptors are up to seven. Totals uh, 219 and a half. And, yeah, they're not giving money away uh, with the Raptors. Tough spot. Um, I said, one thing I think with Kawhi Leonard, that it's the difference. This is why Kawhi Leonard is such a difference maker, besides the fact that he's so good on the court, is the fact that he's a stone-cold killer, Cam. He's an assassin. And um, he doesn't he doesn't get overly excited about anything. And we saw that with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and we've seen it with the Toronto Raptors in the past where, you know, DeRozan and Kyle Lowry would have one really, really good game, but then there'd be all this excitement, and then the next game would be flat and bad. And then, oh, we better play good the next game again. Kawhi Lowry, you know, it's just more even-keeled, and since they lost that first game to the Orlando Magic, they've been on a roll. They've won, what, five straight games now, so they're 5-0 and um, in their last five. And I think with Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, guys that have won titles before, they can keep everyone, you know, sort of dialed dialed back a bit that, hey, we just won one playoff game. It doesn't really mean anything. As you saw, look, like the Leafs won a playoff game, and, you know, there's just some sort of comfort zone that they find themselves in. They didn't have that same desperation. I don't think the Raptors will come in flat tonight, but it doesn't mean that I'm in a hurry to lay seven points still. I'm with you, and you excellent point with Leonard. Uh, career high, Gabe, and the thing is, the big difference between Raptors teams in the past and now, and you know you've been talking about it all year, is defense. We have guys who can score. Spicy P, Pascal Siakam's an absolute beast. He's unguardable now. Kawhi Leonard can take over a game, but 
when you have the big, long-rangey arms. They didn't have that before. They were an offensive team, and it didn't matter. LeBron James would just find ways to score more points than them. It's great when you have a good defense, and I love his, I love his even-keeled personality, too. I won't be rushing to the window to bet seven. I wouldn't be surprised if they covered again because of their defense. And I think the reaction from the gambling world will, world will be, hey, we're going to bet Philadelphia. It's a lot of points, but I'm not falling into that trap. I'm just going to wait and see how it uh, plays out, but I don't want to lay seven. No, uh, I think I think the Raptors will win around the number. You know, they'll win by six, they'll win by eight. I think it's a pretty crisp uh, number it right is here right now. In fact, I said four and a half for Denver. I'm seeing fours in other spots. Yep, it's at uh, four. Depending, yeah, depending on the four, plug. four and a half. Yep. Yeah, so total 216 uh, there. Should be an interesting matchup. I like seeing, um, you know, it's fresh after uh, Denver just won seven. Um, there's always, you know, the debate. Like, you know, so Portland are pretty well, uh, well rested right now. You know, they beat Oklahoma City in five games. So they're, they're pretty well rested. And you, know, you get Denver who played Saturday, and now they're playing Monday again. But the thing is, they're playing at home again. And truth be told, now that they're on a little bit of a roll, I mean, Denver have been playing well too. Denver lost that first game, and then they won the next, uh, the next four, the next uh, six. So I think Denver probably don't mind playing right away, actually. I don't look at it like, because I've seen a lot of previews about this that it's tough for Denver, that they didn't get any time off after Saturday rolling into today. I, I think they like it. They're playing well. They're at home. They're probably, let's say, hey, let's keep it rolling. We're playing well. You said it, Marenzi, and I know what those previews do. They tell you the opposite of what's going to happen. Denver's a young team. What do you do when you're a young team? You want to get out again. They're hitting their shots. They're starting to play better. I think both of us, you called that series really well, a good uh, yin and yang with uh, you knew in San Antonio was going to fall flat. You knew in Denver was going to win. They held off in the final game. It turned out to be a classic series. I think Portland could be in a world of hurt tonight. They've been a great team, but now you have to go on the road to an atmosphere like Denver with the altitude, uh, with the rest. I think they come out sloppier. I actually have a lean to Denver in this uh, game. I think they'll take uh, game one at home, Gabe. And it seems like a short number. You could put it in some parlays, too, if you don't want to lay the four, four and a half. Yeah, it does feel like it's a little short. I'm surprised it's not five and a half. That's what I, I would have made it. Five and a half is a good number. Five yeah, and like Port, Portland are getting a, a little bit too much uh, respect, I think, coming into here. Uh, you know, they're very evenly matched teams. Like, if you look at their just their record with the, the playoffs included, Denver's 58 and 31. Uh, Portland's 57 and 30. Uh, but uh, Portland are 22 and 21 on the road. So they're not a horrible road team, a little bit better than 500 on the road Denver now 37 and 8 on their home court um you know we know we, uh, Denver a very very good home team and Denver have matched up really well uh against uh, Portland in fact one oh wow it's a lot one, they dominated two, them this three, year right? four five six seven they're six and one the last seven times they played them yeah yeah six and one they won three out of the four matchups this year and the one matchup they didn't win they actually sat everybody uh, Nikolai Jokic and Jamal Murray didn't play That's in the game that they lost <laughs> to Portland. Wow. Yeah, so they beat them 119, 110, 116, 113, 113, 112. So they're not blowing them close out. Close games. Close games. So, another thing I noticed, Cam, the last four times these two teams have played, it's gone over the number. All total four seems, games, uh, this, all four went edible. over this year. Hey, Gabe, a 216. Yeah, manageable, too, a 216. Yeah. Yeah, very, very manageable. I, I think. Uh, Hey, you know what? Bookmakers are there for a reason. We get we we bet on a daily basis. I think the numbers are just a little bit too low. 
It would have been probably made Denver exactly what you said, five and a half, 220. Instead, we're seeing four, four and a half, 216, 216 and a half, about three or four points uh, too low on each side. I think Denver gets it done, buddy. I'm on, uh, I think I'll be taking the Nuggets in the series. The Blazers are a great story. They played their asses off against OKC, but I just think Denver, as a young team, getting more and more mojo, kind of like the Carolina Hurricanes in hockey, feeling feeling it, just going out there and uh, delivering. So I think uh, Denver's going to be a team that I'm going to take. I think they'll win the series. You know what's interesting? You mentioned, so it's 216 and a half, uh, and you said it could probably could be like 219 and a half. It was actually 219 and a half the last time they played, and they got to 223. Portland won 115-108. No Jamal Murray, no Nikolai Jokic. It was a back-to-back uh, for Denver, Denver in that game. And uh, another time they played, it was 216 and a half. A very similar number to tonight. They got to 229. They, in fact, got to 229 twice. They've gotten to 223, 229, 229, and 220, uh, 225 uh, this year. So not only have they gone over all the four times they played this year, it's comfortably uh, gone over. Comfortably numb uh, gone over uh, four times. As far as the Raptors and the 76ers total, we got a 220 on the board here uh, tonight. That one might go. That might go under. Um, there's no guarantee that that high. game's going to yeah. go over. Uh, the one thing the Raptors do, and you saw it in Game One, uh, even when Philadelphia kind of got close, the Raptors had uh, shut down defense. They have so many guys. Leonard plays great defense. You know, Abaka's a mean guy. Uh, all those guys, big, long, lanky guys, and Philadelphia really had problems getting their offense together. And if the Raptors get a lead, Gabe, they'll want to slow it down, just like that game. They had points, and then the game basically hit the brakes and went under the number. So I wouldn't be in a rush to bet the over in that game. No, I think it's too high as well. And, you know, I, I probably should just bet the under because I don't I don't see how it's going to get there, uh, really. You look at the Raptors, and look, they held Philadelphia to 95 points. Exactly. What did they held Orlando to? Remember, I played the team total of Orlando. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 97 and a half. They held them to 96. Yep, they're not and scoring 100. A mm-hmm. couple of games before that, the Raptors held them to um, the Raptors held them to uh, to like 80. Look, look at the Raptors against Orlando. Yep. They held them to 96, 85, 93, 82. Nope. Okay. No the Raptors gave up 104 points in their first playoff game. In That's the last it. five games, they haven't given up more than 96 points. Excellent. The teams haven't even cracked 100 against the Raptors. I, I know. I think we're on to something. I think the total is too high here. It Let's, is. You know it what seems you take a look high. at? Team total. What's the Philadelphia 76er team total? Because if this total is so high, the team total is going to be relatively high. What do you think it'll be? A hundred and... Um, I'm thinking 106. I'm thinking 105 and a half, 104 and a half. But uh, yeah, we'll take a look. 106 and a half. 106 and a half. Too high. Too high. Considering, like I said, five straight games, the Raptors have given up uh, 90, 96 or less points to their, their opponents. I've got my money invested huge in this hockey game. I went balls deep on these series plays. So, you know, I'll be sprinkling in the NBA tonight. But if these home teams win in hockey tonight, I'm in a great hedge situation. So, you know, it's all about making units. But I'm yeah, I like, I like your style. And uh, that's the way to roll instead of living and dying with point spreads and games Correct. every night, right? Damn right. All right. Mike Blewett next. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Decisions Ready Great Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio now on YouTube. I'm Gable Brentsy, throw it down to Rachel Redhead. Cam Stewart. Uh, we just talked about uh, Portland and Denver, Toronto, and uh, Philadelphia. We'll get back to that a little bit uh, later on. Uh, let's bring in uh, Mike Blewett uh, right now, who hosted uh, NFL draft coverage on the Fantasy Sports uh, Network. Uh, Mike, what's going on? How you doing today? I'm doing okay. Uh, finally wrapped up on the draft, but uh, obviously we had a lot of people listening in and watching. So, uh, you know, it, it's it, hope springs eternal at this time of year, no matter the franchise. So it's always good to see some new players coming into the league. Yep, there is uh, hope spring does eternal. A lot of teams are excited about uh, what they did. You're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and the Pittsburgh Steelers had a pretty solid uh, draft. I'm a Michigan fan, so I'm not going to complain about them um, going to a couple of Wolverines uh, here. Uh, But Devin Bush is a solid uh, football player. Pittsburgh Steelers offense has been fine over the years. Um, Even without uh, without Antonio Brown, you know they're going to be fine. Uh, Wide receiver they bring in to push uh, James Washington now, Deontay Johnson uh, from Toledo. Uh, The pickup that I really liked uh, was pretty quiet, actually. Benny Snell. Yeah. And, you know, f- yeah, football players are always like, all right, what is he in the right spot? Is he on the right team? Is he going to be in the right situation? And, you know, with he just feels like a guy that's a Pittsburgh Steelers. Smash mouth back. He was a smash mouth running back uh, in the SEC. Gives them in some insurance here um, with uh, with Connors and with uh, with Samuel. I, you know, I think it was a nice uh, nice pickup. Just feels like a Pittsburgh Steeler, and you didn't overreach for him or anything. You got him 122nd no. overall. Yeah, no doubt. So a couple things on that. There was one player that got married to a specific team. You started to see it happen other than Kyler to the Cardinals. It was Devin Bush, and seeing if the Steelers could possibly get him. I did suggest probably on here and certainly on other broadcasts that the Steelers might go up and trade, and trade for him because – it's such a glaring need on the team that you have to give them high marks, regardless of what they gave up. Now, that's all, it's always going to be tied to the price that you paid, but they didn't really pay a tremendous price for him. And they got a guy who you know is a really good player and a productive player, and I think somebody that slots in right away. To your point about Snell, <clears throat> he, may, he may have dropped because he's not as versatile a back as we see in 2019 NFL play. But I think the Steelers, if you saw James Conner go down for a period of time, I think the Steelers would feel confident that you could give the ball to Benny Snell 15 to 20 times a game for two or three games. Excellent point. No, I, I really like I really like that pick, Mike. And just going through, I agree I agree with Marenzi. I think the Steelers had a great draft, but it's also interesting to me that we thought Gabe. And Mike, that uh, you know, Daniel Snyder taking the reins for the Redskins would be a disaster. 
It's been that way in the past with I couldn't even friggin' ha- have a coach when the old ball coach was there, Spurrier. These guys used to screw it up all the time, but waiting to get Haskins where they did in the right spot in the rest of their draft. I think the Redskins did a hell of a job. And of all those teams in the division, Mike, I think uh, they get, I know we, it takes a while to get that report card when we see the players, but from the guys that we know watching college football, they did a, de- a real good job in my opinion. Uh, absolutely. I, I can't criticize them at all. I'll be the first one to say that once I heard that, that Snyder was taking over the first round, I was really concerned. I thought it might be a disaster. I thought they might trade up and give up too much. But for them to maneuver, not just to stay where they were and get a franchise quarterback, but then to move up and get Montez Sweat, who's a guy that fell due to some medical red flags. Then they bring in McLaurin, who everybody says is salt of the earth, really positive impact player to play with his teammate in Haskins. And that's just right off the bat. They get Bryce Smith, they get Bryce Love, excuse me, in the fourth round. And that's a really good value pick because if Darius Geis shows that he, I mean, now they have Darius Geis coming off an ACL and Bryce Love coming off an ACL, but you're adding really quality depth at that position. Uh, Bryce Love, an interesting pickup also, as you stated, 112 pick overall uh, for Bryce Love. If he doesn't have to be the every down back and if he's able to stay healthy, it's going to be a hell of a steal. Uh, for them but listen the Redskins people forget man last year this football team was like four and two uh, they were four and two Alex Smith got hurt you know they, they were actually in first place uh, in a division so they're really not all that far off now it'll be interesting to see what happens at the quarterback position how quickly Haskins takes over the starting uh, the starting uh, I, I would bet on, on him being in there week one and to your point about Washington, if you look up and down their roster, it's pretty darn good. They can get bashed a lot of different ways, and I think Bruce Allen has mismanaged a lot, but all three of us, I believe, have faith in Jay Gruden as a coach, and now you pair him with Haskins. And up and down that roster, good offensive line, good defensive line, Josh Norman in the back, in the defensive backfield, Uh, obviously options at running back now with Darius Geis coming back off the ACL. I'd like the receiving core to be a little bit more dynamic. Yeah. But they the committed a lot of money to Paul Richardson. Doxson hasn't been healthy. That's why they bring in McLaurin. I'd like that to be more dynamic, and I like the tight ends to be younger and healthier. But realistically, they do have some decent options. It may not be an explosive offense, but it can be functional, and it should be a decent defense. Well, they've had a couple of solid drafts in a row, actually. You're right. They're stockpiling yeah. some, some pretty good. If you notice, a lot of SEC talent. Um, that they're going with. They're they're just getting faster and faster and faster, uh, this football team. Uh, The odds makers are pretty much, um, the odds makers are predicting it's um, a two-team race. And let's check out the NFC East, the winners right now. As the Philadelphia Eagles are the favorites at plus 110, the Dallas Cowboys at plus 130, Washington Redskins not getting a lot of love at plus 750. And like I said, they were actually wow. in first place when Alex Smith went down. New York Giants 10 to 1 uh, to win uh, to win the division. Now, as far as the Giants are concerned, they're the ones that uh, people have talked the most about. Um, because of them taking Daniel Jones, uh, sixth overall, people really didn't love the Dexter Lawrence uh, pick. But I was speaking with Rich Sermonello earlier in the day, and if you read a lot of other sort of draft grades and the players that they got, Gettleman actually did a pretty decent job. 
um, from basically the you know the third pick on, and you know we'll find out about Dexter Lawrence uh, as well. It's not like Dexter Lawrence is a bad player. I think there might be a little bit of an overreaction to, to everything the Giants do uh, right now, and it doesn't it doesn't help that one of your draft picks ended up getting shot. It's just it's just sort of the way the week is gone uh, for the yeah. New York Giants. But you know, Mike, um, I don't know um, I don't know how you feel about this, uh, but were the Giants the utter disaster that everybody's making them out to be? I think they recovered with many of the picks that they picked after day one. It's just that I think it's plainly obvious that Gettleman didn't read the room properly. So, and there's other things to suggest within the last few months that he can't read the room properly. But he swears, he swears that there were two teams that were going to take him. (laughs) He says he knows for a fact. Now, for the record, Uh, the two teams supposedly that were sort of put out there was the uh, the Broncos, which right. I don't know. The, and then the Denver guy, actually, that covers the Broncos, actually said that he knew for a fact. He said that the Broncos were locked in not to take a quarterback at 10. Yeah. He said they weren't so taking Daniel Jones at 10. And then right. the other one, so supposedly, was so a wash. So that one a wash. I, let's say I, I believe both guys, so that's a wash. And the other yeah, one's so, Washington. And the Washington one, I mean – for the love of God, Haskins' his family were wearing redskin gear before the draft started. <laughs> yes. Like his now. mother had a redskin hat on. Like, <laughs> and he did an interview saying he wanted to be a redskin. Um, the sports books had Haskins at plus 130 to be a redskin. And supposedly, that's why Snyder took over. I read everything. Last week, guys, I guess Snyder got angry because... His football people actually did like Daniel Jones. And he told them, I'm not taking Daniel Jones. We're taking Dwayne Haskins. And right. I guess there was they they challenged him, which, you know, good football people will do. Yep. But sure. you know what happens to channel challenge Daniel Snyder. You get asked to leave. You so, lose. Exactly. Yeah, he yeah. basically wins. said, I own the team. <laughs> yeah. I own the team. And I'm handling this. Because they said, yeah. no, 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 no. Haskins uh, is, isn't the top guy. And he said, I'm handling this. And like you said, Cam, it was genius. He ended up getting sweat. He ended up getting Haskins. And he didn't have to do anything dramatic to do it. Like if there's a you, debate between football people and the ownership, it isn't really a debate. Oh. Owner wins. Well, Owner well for wins. all the criticism that Daniel Snyder gets, and God knows there's a lot of it, Deservedly. I didn't even have a problem with it. And I said at the time, I said, whatever, man. It's his name on the criticism. Jerry Jones calls the shots. At what point does Snyder say, you know what? I trust you guys all the time, and I get ripped all the time. You know what I mean? And another thing is, Snyder knew Haskins since he was a kid. So he knows his character. He knows his family. From a football perspective, there's nothing not to like. Hey, listen, to me, it almost seems like the first time in a million years the Redskins aren't screwing things up. Right? I mean, and you got to give credit there. Now you get the Jets, which is a weird story because, you know, like you see the headline, New York football GM in trouble after draft. And you figure, oh, boy, Gettleman, you know. But no, not Gettleman. Somehow the Jets are have turmoil behind the scenes. And it's just such a Jet thing to do considering when everything is going so well uh, for the Jets right now. The Jets should be happy, but I guess there's already a power struggle between the head coach and the general manager. And Gase just got here. 
Yeah, I mean, if that is the case, then you should just blow it up right now because you have to assume that the GM had a hand in pick, hand-picking Adam Gates, which he didn't have with Todd Bowl, and now a day after the draft, because they already hate each other. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I didn't think Adam Gase was the right guy. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. for the fences playing daily fantasy baseball with dailyroto.com become the eighth daily roto lineup optimizer user to win a million bucks in a fan or DraftKings tournament become one of the countless number of people who have won thousands and thousands of dollars if you're playing mlb dfs and not using dailyroto.com you're doing it wrong enter the promo code fntsy for a 10 percent discount to get lineup alerts projected ownerships percentages weather updates, fantasy projections, and the use of the same Daily Roto optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY to get a special 10% discount today, Gabe. Uh, Well done, Cam. You know there's a team that uh, not a lot of people have talked about their draft. Listen, draft went down Thursday night, round one. Then, you know, round two was was Friday, so it's the first crack for everybody to get back uh, here. Uh, but a team, a team that really, 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 really loaded up with offensive talent says to put around their quarterback uh, was the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know every, everyone's down on Lamar all the time. Ooh, ooh, Ravens this. They act like they they fall off face of the earth. And I'll give you the odds for the Ravens to make the playoffs actually. And uh, I know they're, they're pretty pretty damn good actually. Uh, the odds for the Ravens uh, to make the playoffs. I think it's plus one eighty. Which is pretty good for a team, as good as good as they are. But if you look at the players that they bring in, so they bring in Marquise Brown. Traded back Antonio. and took Marquise Brown too, by the way. Yeah, traded down. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Antonio Brown's cousin. So Marquise Brown, fastest guy in the draft out of Oklahoma. He's small, uh, but explosive, dynamic wide receiver. Um, they get Miles Boykin, Notre Dame wide receiver. Justice Hill, running back, Oklahoma State, Cam, very talented player. Love uh, Justice Hill. Now, I mean, people haven't realized, too, they got Mark Ingram, too. That's the new yeah. Baltimore ground attack. Mark Ingram and Justice Hill. It's not and a bad one. two punch. tight ends in, first, in, in the first three rounds last year, Mark Andrews yep. and Hayden yep. Hurst. So yeah, Hurst kid there are a lot good. of He's gonna be there awesome. a lot of young lot of young weapons there. And, and I like the Trace those, McSorley pick. And, you know, I they got too. him 197. He could be a Hill option. He's yeah, a winner. He's Taysom Hill, you know, and exactly, he's Cam. He's a competitive kid. He's a hell of an athlete. He's just a guy. He's got to be on the field. Dog you can get him on the field in a Taysom Hill setting. Uh, worst case scenario, emergency QB, whatever. But he's just a good football player. You know, fits what they want to do. But when you look at the talent that they stockpiled here from Marquise Brown, Jalen Ferguson, Miles, uh, Miles Boykin, Justice Hill, uh, Ben Powers. Eman Marshall, uh, Dalen Mack, Trace McSorley. That's solid. 
and they had a nice free agency bringing in uh, bring in Mark Ingram as well. Yeah. You know the defense so, is always going to be good, even though there's a transition here. Harbaugh is one of the better coaches. They brought in and, Earl Thomas, obviously. Yeah, so, yeah. Earl uh, Thomas. Eric, Eric Weddle with, with Earl Thomas. So two things on the guys that they picked. So uh, obviously they had the two tight ends last year, and Andrews from Oklahoma, Hayden Hurst from South Coast State. So the three players, Brown and Boykin and Hill, this year. So the three offensive players that he picked in the first four rounds all ran a 4-4-2 or better. Now, Brown obviously didn't test at the combine because of the foot injury and surgery, but he is known to be one of the more explosive players. So you have tremendous speed there to add to what Jackson has. And on the Trace McSorley thing, I heard Todd McShay say this in an interview a couple of weeks ago, the two guys that really jumped out to him as being just completely solid citizens, the type of guy that you want on your team, the kind of kid that you want your 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 son to grow up to be. He said Devin White, the linebacker that went to the Bucks, and Trace McSorley. Those two guys really solid. Um, yeah, he is. He's a good football player. And you look at the team speed that this team is going to have oh, now. Ridiculous. Where you'll have Marquise Brown set up on the outside, where you can move him around with a reverse with Lamar Jackson. And, and, like, read options. And there's just a lot of things they can do now. They improve the wide receiver position. Like I said, you know, it looks like they, they drafted. Man, they went really heavy, heavy, heavy on the offense when it comes to the trap. But I think they're a dangerous team. Uh, you know, I think Baltimore's going to be right there in the mix. Everyone's always, you know, fawning over the Cleveland Browns uh, right now. But the Baltimore Ravens sort of fly under the radar because they're not flashy. Man, people are pretty down. They, they, they don't believe. And Lamar Jackson, um, I think they do. Like I said, I think they're, they're plus 180 to make the playoffs. I like uh, Buffalo was that's another a, team that had a, a real number. solid draft. That's a good number to, to bet on the Ravens at, plus 180. I think they win that division. I think they win that division. That's a I took tough them division. Last year, Gabe, like, they did good to me. I'm, I'm down with the Ravens program. And Lamar Jackson, a year under his belt. And you guys know there was a game against the Chargers where they were not the playoff game, but the game before where he started to make throws. He was hitting his tight end in stride in that game, and that was like the best throw that I've ever seen him play. He started to get confidence, and you know he's going to work on it too. Like, I believe in this kid, and I think his throwing accuracy is only going to get better with these weapons. I'm very high on Baltimore too, Gabe. It's going to be a competitive division this year. Yep. I don't really think there's – I don't think there's that much difference between between Cleveland – Baltimore and Pittsburgh. They're probably the funnest, probably the funnest division in football. They're going to kill each other coming into the year (laughs) right now. And I'll tell you, so the odds for, to get it right for each team. So this, this was just released over the weekend in Las Vegas at the Westgate, Uh, the Baltimore Ravens plus 180. Yes. To make the playoffs. No minus 220. And it's not even to win a division plus plus Mm -hmm. 180. They could be a wild card. Uh, other teams in the division, would the Cleveland Browns make the playoffs? Yes, plus 100. No, minus 120. See, like Cleveland is getting more love than Baltimore. And even oh, though wow. Cleveland are really, really stacked, they still have to go out there and prove it. The uh, Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers to make uh, the playoffs. Yes, plus 110. No, minus 130. And uh, I feel like we're forgetting a team, but the Cincinnati Bengals, does it matter? No, you can, you can leave those no. out. Boyd, 
No, uh, they're actually, I, for, for the record, is plus 700. Bengals plus an, 700. Not enough. Not enough. Not to make even the playoffs. close. No, thank yeah, you. I, I think there's a couple of teams that have gone really you can tell that they're headed in the wrong direction and they're building it from the ground up. It's Cincinnati and Miami. Now, obviously Miami made the move for the quarterback. Then again, if they're that bad this year, unfortunately, we'll Josh Rosen could be in the exact same position that he was in I this agree. year. Because if they're uh, Miami's got a real shot to be the worst team in the league. That roster is pretty barren. I can appreciate making Fitzpatrick and Xavier Howard and now Christian Wilkins. Those are solid building blocks. But they don't have a lot on that team. And Josh Rosen's in a bad spot again. He just is. So uh, he is, it could be the number one overall again. That's amazing that uh, they, he could find himself in his position again <laughs> uh, next year. All he could do is try and go out there and handle his business. The thing is, with him, way, it's not if, like... If I had a bet on it, yes or no, is he in the same position? I'd bet yes, he's in the same position. Are they going to be the worst team in football? At, um, yeah. You know, yes. they have a new coach. He comes in from the Patriot way. If you look at their if you look at their draft, it was actually a very good draft, but it's it a, a it's a very sort of for the future draft. It's oh, almost yeah. like the coach got there and he looked. He's like, man, are we soft? This team's soft. So you know, we got Christian Wilkins, good pick. Uh, Michael Delter. You know, you notice they're all like big, tough dudes, sort of. Uh, that that Dude, only six in. picks on the worst roster in the league. They only got six picks. The Steelers did all kinds of trading up in the first round. They took nine. The Pats have 13 picks next year and took about 11 this year. I mean, yeah. to be that bad a roster and only have six picks means you screwed up somewhere along the line. Yeah, you, you got some problems. Um, one player they got, I was surprised to see him go so far. He was in the seventh round, was Miles Gaskin, Washington Huskies. Yeah. And the thing with Gaskin is, I don't know if they thought that he carried the ball too much, but, you know, he's 5'9", 205 pounds, but we're talking about a guy he actually carried the football 30 times in one game. There was another game, 27, another time, 23. Like, for a small dude, he showed he can handle a workload. Like, he actually carried the ball a lot. So, I don't know if yeah. they thought that he carried the ball too much, but Probably I doubt it that it would fall. he would fall all the way to the seventh round. I was surprised to see that. Well, he, he carried the ball 945 times over four years. That's a lot of work. I think by comparison, I think Josh Jacobs might have been at around 240. And Gaskin's probably a year or two older. So yeah. you, you start to do the math. And I think when teams are investing in running backs, they know that the younger and the less work with some upside talent, the better an investment it is. Still, he should have gotten higher than seven, you would have imagined. Oh, definitely. I agree with that. You watch him play. Gave the guy speed, man. He's And he's tough for his frame, too. Like we watch a lot of Washington Husky games. Gaskin's good. Like I, There's no need for him to go down like that. That's a steal at that price. I, I was going to ask you, fifth round. I agree. Like fourth or fifth round would have been a good spot for him. I, I was going to ask you guys what you think about Montgomery from a fantasy uh, perspective as well with uh, right Howard, in the mix already. Move, Howard moving on. I think he's going to be yeah. an absolute uh, interesting no draft doubt. option because Tariq Hill, uh, Tariq Cohen is the scat back. I love Montgomery at Iowa State. This guy makes guys miss, and I think it's a great and fit for the Bears. Too. Yeah, I, guys think, I think he comes in right away of, of all the rookie running backs. Uh, with the obvious exception of Jacobs, I think Montgomery can come in there right away and be impactful. Yep. Yep. He's high on my draft board of my fantasy league. I'm going to be taking a look at him, blew it for sure. And I would imagine. I would imagine that uh, yeah, Tyreek Hill 
Tyreek Hill has not played. Uh, Tyreek Hill will not be playing for the Kansas City Chiefs ever again. No, no, I don't think he'll be playing football the way things are going, Gabe. With that story on the news update, uh, basically it's just a matter of time now. The the exempt list, so they're waiting. It's going to happen this week. The audio tapes, as you guys know, it's all out there. The threat, the threatening thing to his fiancee, say you better be afraid of me, bitch. Like this is serious stuff. It takes it up a new level and. Uh, I got to believe with this story, the NFL is going to shut it down. And Kansas City actually drafted that player very, very, uh, they, they're like, oh, it had nothing to do with Hill. They drafted a receiver, basically the same type of guy, a burner Nicole receiver. Hardman. Yeah, Harvard, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that was to do with Hill? Yes, it was. We're not Specific stupid. replacement for him. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, from a fantasy perspective, I get where you're going uh, with Montgomery. I'm seeing a lot of people didn't like the, the, some people, I don't know, people draft guys never like anything. You know what I mean? But you know, it wasn't that much of a reach as far as Montgomery was concerned uh, with the Bears. I mean, Montgomery was the odds makers had him as the second. Um, they had him as the second uh, running back to be drafted, actually. Here's another player, actually, Emmanuel Hall. Wow, he is signed with the Chicago Bears as well. So Emmanuel Hall was a wide receiver uh, with the University of Missouri. He was like the go-to guy with Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. He had some massive numbers and stuff. He did not get drafted. I see the wide receiver, yep. uh, Emmanuel Hall, just signed with the Chicago Bears, the free agent. But one thing, guys, and I know an agent. We'll get him on the show later in the week, Jeff Jankovic. He's been on with us a couple of times before. And you remember, Cam, you know, he usually gets us guys this, this, this the week after the draft and stuff. And he usually has guys that have been drafted in the fourth round and further. But... Did you realize, Mike, that 33% of the league is undrafted? Yeah, it, it does beg the question why. And, and, and frankly, if you're one of those players, especially at certain positions. Yeah, like I'm just saying it's like not the end of the line because you weren't drafted. No, you can still yeah, make no. It. That's a huge number. Not at all. Huge number. 33% of the league is undrafted. That's fantastic. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, huh. guys like Josh Norman are, are, are undrafted. Doug Baldwin, who unfortunately – is on the precipice of retirement. He was undrafted. Yeah. There are guys out there that make huge impacts. Did see last year the guy on uh, on uh, on Denver? He was their best player. He wasn't even drafted. Who? Lindsey. Yeah, Ryan Lindsey, the Lindsay. running back. Philip Lindsey. Yeah, Philip Lindsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking of Ryan Finley. You're thinking of Ryan Lindley. The quarter. You're thinking about the quarterback. Oh, yeah, old school there, Ryan Lindley. <laughs> With a left hander. Lindley. Nice That's job by the Bills, Gabe. Or you could Bill's be thinking about Finley. Oh, Bill's had a great draft. Great draft. A lot of people think they were the best one. They were fantastic. Thanks, Mike Blewett. Take Have care, a good folks. one, Mike. Oh, Bill's had a great draft. Yeah, well, we'll give you some of the numbers if you're wondering about a specific team. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. A player I like, uh, Chase Vinovich. Yeah. Wolverine, unfortunately, is a New England Patriot. Nightmare. Worst case Damn scenario. Uh, Higdon, a running back from Michigan. Uh, Higdon, pretty good running back, actually. Another player that went undrafted, Cam. 
He's, he just signed uh, with the Houston Texans. Good move. Uh, yeah, so, um, and he should be able to make uh, make that roster as well. Yep. So, you know, as we were saying, yeah, 33% of the National Football League guys are uh, undrafted players, which really, you know, like the fifth, sixth, and seventh round guys are sort of roll the dice guys, Cam, right? I'll say the fifth round, they expect you to contribute, but sixth and seventh round, there's not a massive track record. And then there's, you know, you get some of the, you get some of the undrafted uh, players to step up. But the Buffalo Bills had a real, real solid draft. I mean, um, we know about Ed Oliver. Everyone loved the Ed Oliver pick. But getting Cody Ford, uh, 38 That's overall, Cam. That's the one. Yeah, He's a lot of teams Oliver. had first, first, uh, first round grade on this guy. He wasn't going to be on the board much longer. That's why the Bills traded up a couple of spots to get him from 40 to 38. Uh, tackle Cody Ford, massive guy. He's going to be an instant starter. Uh, the running back situation, Cam, with Buffalo, I mean, there was a little old. I mean, you had uh, LaShawn McCoy. You bring in Frank Gore. And uh, then they signed TJ Yeldon. TJ Yeldon. Yep. Then you think, all right, you know, you guys are kind of set here. But no, they bring in Devin Singletary, Florida Atlantic. This kid is a serious back. Yeah, uh, that's a great, great move by Buffalo, actually. We we watched him in that game versus Oklahoma, Gabe. He was the only damn good guy on the field. Remember Florida Atlantic when we were thinking, maybe we'll take the 30 points against uh, yeah, uh, Oklahoma that in that game. Yeah, well, we, all, we we have some good ones. We got some bad ones. But I remember next time watching Lane that game. Kiffin, next, time Lane, next time Lane Kiffin says before a game that they're going to get killed, we need to listen to him. Yeah, actually, because, he told the uh, truth. Yeah, he did. He went on a Dan Patrick show on, like, the Thursday before the game. He said, Coach, great season last year. You guys are opening up in Norman, first game of the year this year. How do you think you match up? He goes, not well. He said, not well. He goes, uh, he goes. if I was you, I'd be on late of points. He goes, I think they're going to kill us. He goes, really, quite frankly, we really don't have a chance. They lost, like, 56-7 or something. Yeah, they got smoked. They covered the spread twice. I was like, Sonny, hey, you pulled over. It's like, yeah, we're not winning this one. Nope. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope. And type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. News, 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 news. Thank you very much, Ian. Uh, yeah, I got the news update here for 5 o'clock at the Rockets. They don't think it's a fair fight. The Houston Rockets say research indicates they're getting hosed by the referees when playing Golden State, and it's not just a one-game thing. Houston says since last year's Western Final versus the two teams, they've been making a data-driven case to the NBA that the Warriors are receiving, quote-unquote, a major officiating advantage. Houston reportedly examined each game's by play-by-play officiating reports, which documents correct and missed calls from the series. The information stating that they had a double-digit point deficit of six of seven games and have lost a total of 93 potential points from missed calls. In last year's Game 7 alone, the report says the club could have scored 18 more points, according to the study. Let's remember, it is from Houston, but uh, not good. And Houston coach Mike D'Antoni said refs admitted missing some calls in Game 1. James Harden says he just wants a fair chance versus Golden State. Those teams are back at it Tuesday night at the Oracle. Warriors up one to nothing in the best of seven series. 
Two games in the NBA playoff doubleheader tonight. Game number one, and it's game number two of the series between Philly and Toronto just after 8 o'clock Eastern. Raptors laying six and a half in this game. Total 220. Toronto leading the best of seven. One to nothing. Kawhi Leonard, a career-high 45 points in the game one win. Blazers and Rockets open up their series tonight in Denver. Game two at 10.30 uh, p.m. Eastern tonight. The Nuggets laying four at home. Total at 216. Greg Popovich currently working on a new deal to coach the Spurs again. If he does come back, it'll be season 24. Tyreek Hill in some big hot water now. The league has reviewed the troubling audio tape involving Hill and the NFL now considering putting the wideout on the commissioner's exempt list early as early as this week. Hill's fiance Crystal Espinals is heard on the tape asking him why their three-year-old son, quote-unquote, daddy did it after suffering a serious arm injury. Hill is also heard yelling at her on the tape. Bad stuff. He says, you need to be terrified of me too, bitch. That's what he said to his uh, fiance. The pair investigated for child abuse, but the case was closed due to lack of evidence over who committed the crime. It was reopened on Friday following the release of these audio tapes. The Chiefs have told Hill to stay away from the team. Chiefs owner Clark Hunt vows the right decision on Hill's future with the team will be made at the right time. That commissioner's list uh, puts players on the indefinite paid suspension, although they are not paid in the offseason. And the list is typically reserved for those during the regular season for players facing criminal allegations or charges. Hill, one of the best players in the league at receiver, fourth in receiving yards last year with 1,479, 12 touchdowns, and had his third consecutive Pro Bowl berth. But he might not be around. The Philadelphia Eagles have picked up the fifth-year option on quarterback Carson Wentz today. Draft numbers through the roof. The NFL draft watched by 47.5 million viewers. Very impressive. Game one uh, in the NHL. We got one game in the NHL playoffs tonight. Game two, we got the Dallas Stars hosting St. Louis just after 8 o'clock Dallas laying 120 total five in that game that best of seven series is tied at one nine games on the diamond tonight we got lots of action there st louis and washington at 705 oakland at boston 710 710 we got cincinnati and the mets mets minus 160 san diego and atlanta braves laying a buck 70 there colorado and milwaukee brew crew minus 120 total eight freeland versus davies some good games here houston minus 180 at minnesota we got a total of eight and a half Verlander versus Odorizzi, 8-10. Baltimore and the White Sox. White Sox minus 135, 8.5. Means versus Baliolis at 8.05. We got Tampa Bay laying 60 cents at Kansas City. Stanek versus Keller, 9.45. The final game of the night, Gabe's Los Angeles Dodgers against the rival San Francisco Giants. Dodgers, big road favorite here, minus 155. Meda versus Zamarja is your pitching matchup there. So, guys, stick around. More Red Heat and Rage Radio coming up. We just talked the NFL draft with Mike Blewett. We'll have more gambling talk. Two games in the NBA playoffs, an NHL game, and a big, big baseball board. So keep it locked right here. It's Red Heat and Rage Radio, hosted by Gabe Morency, coming up right now. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. We're in the level two. Big man on campus will join us. Uh, game two, he's a Philadelphia 76er uh, fan. Yeah. Uh, Raptors beat him down in game one, uh, Cam. Beat him down. Beat that's just down. one game. You it know is. what, though? Got to be careful what you wish for because I'm starting to think that, you know what, I'd rather play the Milwaukee Bucks than the Boston Celtics yes, in the next round. Yes. I don't want to start looking ahead too much here, but. I'm going to look ahead a little bit and just say, wow, this Boston team's really starting to come together. They sure are, Gabe. Without Hayward last year, too, all the parts, 
Milwaukee found out, hey, the Greek freak can only do so much. Who else on the team's going to step up? Brogdon's hurt that game. That was a horrible performance on their home floor. Boston slapped them around in game one. And you talked about it. Why are these lines inflated? Um, it's kind of interesting. Milwaukee actually went up to an eight-point favorite in that game before tip-off when I was doing the weekend show with Kurtz. And I thought that was absolutely, that's a lot of points, buddy. Boston getting no respect. And uh, it seems like they're a team full of men. And uh, they shouldn't be eight-point dogs in any situation. No, I like the um, I like the Boston Celtics at plus two thirty five to beat the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm not surprised. Yeah, uh, what happened? I think they are going to beat them. They're plus one oh eight right now. If you think they're going to finish off the series, I think they are going to beat them, and they're going to advance. And you know, it's when teams have pressure like in past years. Oh, Boston, Boston, Boston. People sort of forgot about them. The pressure's on Milwaukee as the one seed, and you're not playing the Detroit Pistons anymore, man. Nope. You know, the Pistons were the worst team to get into the playoffs. They barely got in, and one of their best players, if not their best player, and Blake Griffin, was hurt. Yeah, exactly. So they had a free pass in the first round, and they cruised. They took advantage of their free pass. We'll give them credit for it. But now they're in tough, man, against the Boston Celtics. Um, I, you know, I sort of get the feeling that there's going to be some upsets here. I thought Houston had a legitimate chance of, of beating Golden State. I'm not going to say the series is over yet because they lost one game, but that was a tough loss for Houston yesterday. Golden State are vulnerable, Cam, but they're not going to be easy to beat. You, you, you know, you have to play better than, than Houston played yesterday, even with the the the, the bad calls yeah. in yeah. the game. And God knows there were a lot of bad calls yesterday. Yeah, listening to uh, Gabe in my update, there's a big story. Uh, as I mentioned again, the Houston Rockets doing a data survey saying basically they've been screwed in the last seven games. Uh, 86 points, their computer program tells them, uh, measuring good calls, bad calls, but that's life, guys. And We've talked about this in the NBA all the time. Golden State is going to get the calls. They're the Warriors. You got KD, the popular team with Curry, and that's the way it's going to be. Houston's going to have to play better, override it, because Golden State will get those calls. I don't care if your computer program tells you you're getting hosed. Yes, you are, but it doesn't matter. You got to go out there and deliver because Golden State will get the calls. They always seem to. So Houston, yeah, well, get it done. Welcome to being a Raptor fan. The Raptors, yeah, we've been I mean, getting screwed for Saturday. years. Harden's Raptors won. Yes, exactly. Raptors man. won by 13, I guess, was yeah on by Saturday. And I swear to God, it could have been 25 if they actually Boy, called fouls. Sure. I know. They don't. They don't. Kawhi Leonard had 45 points. He got he got hit like 10 times. I swear. They never called it on Kawhi because he doesn't complain. Yep. Uh, they were calling soft fouls on the other side. You know, it was not just the old Toronto screw job, but basically the Raptors were running away with the game. And the NBA will always do that, no matter who's winning. The NBA will start tagging the other team that's ahead uh, when they get ahead a little bit because they don't want it to be a blowout. Yep. Of course. Right? They, try they, to, they try to rein it in a little bit, the referees. They just do. You know, Houston did get screwed. But at the same Why? point in time, it is what it is. It's basketball. Yeah, you didn't get the calls. And normally Harden does get calls. So they can talk about getting screwed all they want. Harden. Harden arguably gets the most gratuitous calls all the time I, I, in the NBA. Exactly. Right? Like, of all guys to be complaining, I don't know if he's the guy that should be, really. But, hey, it is what it is. They're down one nothing. they got to win for the next six games. not going to be easy, but it's not impossible. That series is still going to be entertaining. Who does the NBA right? want? Denver or Portland? I don't think that series even matters, Gabe. That one will be refereeing. Yeah, that, that'll be fairly ref. Exactly. Fair series. They don't care. <laughs>
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. The FanDuel Sportsbook. That's a pretty cool NFL prop. Uh, uh, some uh, some specials uh, for all the high-profile players, including Kyler Murray. Over under 17 and a half touchdown passes for Kyler Murray this year. Pretty freaking low. Yeah, it is low. That is. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, go I'm gonna. I'm gonna bet the over on that. I bet the over. Now I don't know if it'll still be there. I'm not really in a hurry to bet it right now, considering the NFL season is uh, four months away. <laughs> yeah. No. Another point. I, I'd like to see a prop with Kyler Murray total touchdowns because with his legs, definitely going to get more there. I'd like to see the the one with throwing and yeah. rushing combined. Because I'd he probably go over on that. He doesn't run that much though. There's that's like a big misconception about Kyler Murray. And listen, the kid's fast as hell. Yeah, and he is fast. In the, in the game against Alabama, he ran a few times because he was running for his life um, because it was against Alabama. So, But he actually threw 89% of the time. Like when he dropped back, he actually threw the ball 89% of the time. And, and Lincoln Riley was saying that Baker Mayfield used to take off quicker oh, yeah. than That's, Kyler Murray does. Like Kyler I Murray would, I would agree with stands that. in the pocket longer. And wants to yeah. throw it down the field still. Like, he doesn't take off. There's a misconception about him that he's his big runner. He's fast when he does run, but he stays in the pocket 89% of the time. And, in fact, I think Baker Mayfield was 86% of the time in Oklahoma. Um, you know, there was a lot, a lot of little things like, oh, he's short. He actually had less passes batted down at the line of scrimmage than any of these other quarterbacks that were just taken. Quick feet. Um, yeah, around. he knows. He understands angles and stuff. I mean, he's been a smaller quarterback his entire life. Um, you know, he he tore it up. He was like the best quarterback in Texas high school history. I don't think he lost the game actually. Um, so the talent is there. Um, over under seventeen and a half. I mean, he's going to be the quarterback. He's going to be the quarterback, and he's going to throw for more than seventeen and a half. Uh, you know, p- oh, touchdowns. Think about it. You got sixteen games, Gabe. Seventeen and a half. So. What, you don't think there's going to be games where he throws for two touchdowns? You're basically thinking one touchdown, one touchdown. Is he going to have a game with no touchdowns? Mm, maybe a couple, but I'll tell you one thing. He's going to have games with two or three. And then if you look at the numbers, 17 and a half divided by 16 games, one point, what, 1.25 or something like that seems a very attainable number to get to. I agree it's a little bit low, and uh, he should be able to get there. Um, they also have a prop up. Kyler Murray, regular season passing yards. Will he have a game in which, uh, all right, so it's 3,105 3, passing yards on the season. That's, that's quite a bit, actually. 3,000. 3, well, it's just, you know, I'd rather the touchdown. Out here. Gonna, yeah, I'd rather the, the touchdown. So 3,105 divided by 16. Okay. Uh, you call it, no, it's it's uh, half a yard. I don't know why they throw a half yard. So, so what is it? Three. 3,100. 
Okay. 3,100 divided by 16 is 100. You know what? It's actually very attainable. That's 193.75 yards a game, Gabe. That's Under 200 low. yards. That seems low. So 193.0. No, I'm interested in this. Yes, very. 173.75. The 17 and a half uh, touchdowns, though, I think he can actually get pretty quick. Like, it wouldn't surprise me. I think he'll do okay, and he'll be playing from behind. He's probably going to be playing in some high-scoring game. So it wouldn't surprise me if he throws, like, two, three touchdowns, like, in his first week, actually. I think he's going to rack them up. Um, I'll have to dive into the schedule, look at the defenses that he's playing against. I can tell you I know they open up against the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals do. Their first game is against the Lions, and the game is in Arizona, actually, too. The game's well, a pickup. There's already a number. There's a pick. You get the you get the Rams defense a couple times. They're good, but uh, sometimes sometimes vulnerable. San Francisco's still a, a young team, and they're rebuilding. Seattle doesn't have the same defense as they've seen before in that division. So when you're looking at breaking down the teams in the division, I think he will have some success. Um, other props that they have up, they have uh, player props up. Um, I like this. They're diabolical. They're going head to head with Juju uh, Smith Schuster and Antonio Brown. Ooh, yes. Uh, season yes. touchdown. So, including, you know, rushing touchdowns, receiving touchdowns, whatever. Who's going to have more touchdowns this year? Antonio Brown or Schuster? Antonio Brown Schuster. is minus 20. I'll take Schuster plus 100. He's plus 175. Done. Give me, give me more value. I'll take him at any price. They have another one, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster versus Antonio Brown, regular season uh, yards. Antonio Brown minus 140, Schuster plus 115. Plus 115, Schuster. Uh, they have Antonio Brown specials. Antonio Brown over under nine and a half receiving touchdowns. Under. Antonio, really, you're going to go under. Huh? Antonio Brown, yeah, right. 2019 receiving yards uh, over under uh, 1,200 and a half, 1,200.5. I'm going under with a lot of his props. I'm not sold on Antonio Brown, man. Another year, that Raider offense, he's going to find out what it's like to to, to leave Pittsburgh and uh, have Carr in that offense throwing the ball. Still a lot of work to do with the Raiders, Gabe. Uh, it's not just automatically going to happen there, too. Uh, you know what? Teams are going to key on him. Before it, w- it was Schuster. I know. Schuster's open a lot of the time. Well, you know what, Brown? Another year under your belt, the way you've been squawking. Uh, I'm going to look to fade him. If you're going to give me plus numbers, I'm really going to be looking to bet against him. Another thing with his yards, too, something he's not taking into consideration. It's not just Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, he plays on a good football team on Pittsburgh, and now he's not on such a good team. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are very good blocking, Cam. You know what I mean? That's why they're able to drop pretty much anybody into the system and stuff. Like, I I saw all kinds of video of Juju Smith-Schuster, like, deadly blocks that set Antonio Brown free for big runs last year. He's not going to get that with the Raiders suddenly. Nope. Right? He's nope. going to catch the ball, and he's going to get smoked and stuff because, yeah, before, you know, the defense had to worry about a bunch of other guys. Like you said, now they're just going to focus in on him. He's going to get double teamed. He's, already, he's used to dealing with double teams, but it's just going to be different now. You know, like the schemes, when he gets the ball – he used to there be, be a lot of yards after the catch, and you know, a lot of that is his skill. I mean, the guy's a great player. He's, he's a jerk, but we're not going to take away he's a great player. Oh, he's a great but player. He's not going to have the same blocking schemes around him now that he had with the Pittsburgh Steelers with the Raiders, and that's going to affect his overall yardage. 
Definitely. Remember they drafted that guy too, Miller. It was the first round draft pick in the game in uh, London. He was exposed. He's going to get better because he was a kid, but he was probably one of the worst uh, offensive linemen I've seen in the league. Seattle terrorized Carr the whole game. They just mauled him. He didn't have time to make throws. You could still look at Pittsburgh. You said it. They have a great offensive line for pass blocking when it comes to Big Ben. Raiders, whole other scenario. Yeah, they're that tight ends block in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's like, the they're, thing, they're man. Good Antonio Brown's going to—he's going to get a dose of reality with that team. His quarterback's going to be on the ground a lot of the time. He might not even get the damn ball. Well, when people think about blocking, they always think number one about all right, protecting the quarterback, and then number two, sort of running the football. You think blocking offensive line, but you know, good football teams, everybody blocks well. You know what I mean? Like the New England Patriots, like their yeah, wide receivers every, block well. So, They'll set so picks. True. They'll get in the way. They, you know, Belichick coaches them all the way down the field. There's more to it than just catching passes. And like I said, Smith Schuster was excellent blocking. Like he really smoked people. He took one. He took them for the team for Antonio Brown. It's something to be uh, something to be considered. But I'm intrigued by the Kyler Murray stats. And one thing too about Arizona, and I guess whatever you drafted the kid, you're gonna play him, but. Do they even have another quarterback? Arizona? Well, who's, like, their, who's their, their, ba- their backup would be? Like, I don't even used, know. Like, It used to be the kid from, uh, what was it, Smoker? Who else they got? Uh, I thought I was thinking Stanton. Yeah, Stanton. Arizona. I remember they, I thought they had Smoker and Stanton. Let me see. Cards. QB depth chart. Yeah, like, that's the thing afterwards. <laughs> oh What's what I'm saying? It's not like. It's not like uh, like a lot of t- so look like I'm I'm saying look Dwayne Haskins comes in and they're like all right listen you're gonna compete you're gonna compete with uh, you're gonna compete with Case Keenum for the job you know you, know, what I'm you know who they have Gabe they don't even have those guys anymore they have former uh, Seahawk oh, quarterback backup Brett Huntley as yeah, their Brett number Huntley, two quarterback yeah. and then Chad Kanoff there you go Chad Kanoff? see that's a problem that's a big problem like they don't they need a veteran it's from guy. Princeton. <laughs> they need a veteran guy that yes, he's they do. Kyler can talk to, right? Yes. I guess, though, Kingsbury's the guy's going to talk to. So I'm just saying, there ain't no doubt whether Kyler Murray's ready or not, bro. He's their starting quarterback in week one. Even if he struggles, he'll be able to get to 17 and a half. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, let's roll. Level two continues. Shows flying by this afternoon. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio, now on YouTube uh, as well. Uh, We've been talking a lot of NFL uh, numbers, NFL uh, draft. uh, All the props are coming out right now because the rosters are starting to uh, take shape. Except, of course, um, there's a couple of situations where we don't know uh, who the quarterback is going to be. Another team that had a really, really strong draft and is really building a good team, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, another strong uh, draft for general manager Chris Ballard uh, and the Indianapolis Colts. Let's bring in uh, a Philadelphia Eagle uh, fan. 
he 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 loves the Sixers, but uh, the Eagles is another story. The Eagles, that that's his team. Big man on campus joins us. What's up, big man? Doing doing well, guys. How are you? So uh, before we get to the Philadelphia 70, uh, 76 or Raptor uh, game, game two uh, of of the series, the uh, the Eagles draft. Um, a lot of people liked it, actually. Uh, people think it's a pretty rock-solid sort of Philadelphia-style draft in which they got some solid football players. You know, Andre Dillard was one of the top offensive linemen. I Love mean, if you, looked at, if you looked at the, the draft and the props, Jawan Taylor was the number one guy to be favored. And we had a couple of real smart guys on, like, you know, like former scouts and stuff like that. And he saved me money, big man. Because I said, what about Jawan Taylor? And he goes, nah, nah, he's not. He goes, he's all hyped. He's not, he's not, he won't be. He said he won't even be the first couple of guys taken. And I won money because I went with Jonah Williams instead. And then Williams was the first guy taken, and then Dillard was the second guy. Um, and they had him, the odds makers had him as the second guy being taken to Dillard at 22 overall from Washington State. Uh, Penn State, Miles Sanders, explosive, uh, explosive Great. running back. Oh, explosive boy. kid. Uh, we all know Whiteside, basketball player slash football player, this kid. He's the one I wonder about, big man, actually. He's not very fast, this kid, on Stanford, and he used to just sort of box out. I remember you and I were watching a Stanford game together on the air, I think. I think, and you were raging because he kept on standing in front of the kid on Washington State and catching balls. Uh, he sort of boxes people out, but he's a big kid. He's a good athlete. Um, all around, you know, you got Clayton Thorson. I'm not a major fan of, to be honest, but I guess that's the new deal. Sort of like Trace McSorley, right? Throw him out there on the field in certain situations. But what'd you think of the draft? Um, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of it personally. I thought, you know, if you're going to go out and you know draft a lineman, that's fine. But I'm just not really sure I understand, you know, what they see in Dillard. Look, he's a great pass blocker. I'm not going to ever doubt that, but. If this team needs to get back to running the football at a high level, and you know, I don't think you should have to trade up to teach a guy how to run block. I, I just, I saw him in the Senior Bowl. I thought he had a lot of issues. I also don't understand. This team just seems to not care at all about their linebackers or secondary. Um, at times last year, they had major issues uh, in the secondary. Rodney McLeod is off an injury. Yeah. I can't disagree with that. I don't understand why they didn't, you didn't do anything to address it. You're right. It's a good point. No. no. And then that was the big issue for me. Do I like the Sanders? Yeah. I thought he was the second best uh, running back in the draft. And look, I think our Siegel White said the kid that um, you know, they're going to kind of treat like a Mac Hollins type of player. Um, obviously with, with Nelson Aguilar, we don't know where he's going to go down the road. So, you know, I, I, I didn't love the first pick, especially trading up. I, I didn't really quite understand uh, the thought process there. A lot of football people Cody like Ford it, Big Man. I'll tell you. A lot of people yeah, like Dillard I, a lot. I hope he... Yeah. And you're right. And look, they, I they, think they, he's a they don't run the ball at Washington yeah. State, right? So it's true. that that That's a yeah. fact. But I remember talking with the late, great Dave Malinsky about this, that um, that essentially the that's the problem with running the ball in the NFL now, that no linemen really know how to run the ball anymore. You know what I mean? So many teams only throw yeah, the ball in college football, right? Like, it's just, it's just, that's the modern league. That's just the league that we're in right now. Quite frankly, I don't think the Eagles are going to run the ball that much. Big man, they're going to be throwing the football. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think you're on to something, and I think you're right. I just, 
I've just noticed over the years they've always had really good run-blocking linemen. You know, a guy like Jason Kelsey who's always been a terrific, you know, pooler and kind of getting yeah. out there. You know, Jason, you know, all these different guys. I just I've always had I big hope it Michigan works. guys Jason, and stuff. You're right. Philly's yeah, always John had Runyon, blue collar, you know. yeah, blue collar offensive. Sure. Their identity, right? Philadelphia, yeah. badass lineman that can move and throw you down. That's, guys. Their, that's their style. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you're 100 percent right, and I, I just hope that this kid kind of develops into that. He's definitely a, a terrific, um, you know, pass blocker, and they're going to need that down the road. I just feel like if you're going to trade up, I want a player that is going to be able to play right away. I thought they had more of a guard issue as well. We'll see if he can maybe slide over and play guard. I'm not exactly sure, but, you know, I think overall it's probably a, a B-minus-ish type draft, maybe a little bit better. Uh, the division that they play in, they're going to be right there in the mix. I guess, you know, it's basically them and the Cowboys. And, you know, the odds makers aren't really respecting the Redskins, even though I think the Redskins could surprise a little bit. But it could be tough if you have a rookie quarterback. It all depends. I mean, sometimes these rookie quarterbacks light it up. Sometimes they don't. But uh, Redskins had a really, really solid, uh, solid draft. As far as the Eagles are concerned, the number, where are they here to make the playoffs? The Dallas Cowboys to make the playoffs, yes, yes. plus 105, no, minus 125. Dallas Cowboys to make the playoffs. The Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles, where the hell is the Eagle number? Philadelphia Eagles are, are yes, minus 190. Ooh. I'm not in a hurry to be running the late minus one ninety no, with the no, no. playoffs. Just the odds are a little little steep. What do you think, big man? Do you you think they're a playoff team this year? Do you think do you look at them and say, uh, Yeah, they should I, win a division? Because the Cowboys are actually pretty you good. Know, I I think they I think they are a playoff team. Will they get in the playoffs? You know, I really think it's dependent on two things. Carson Wentz, who has shown a, just a, an ability or an inability to not stay healthy. You don't have Nick Foles anymore. Right? He's gone. He's yep. not going to come back and, you know, save you on a white horse. Uh, you also, again, we know what this league is now. You just talked about it. I don't like their secondary. And for whatever reason, they really don't feel interested in addressing it. Uh, their linebacking core, they lose Jordan Hicks. He moves on. Um, you know, the, the front line's really good. You're, you're going to bring back a lot of guys that can help you. But, you know, I, again, I think your two most important issues are, are your quarterback and secondary, and I'm not I'm not overly interested. At, at you having to lay one to two, no, I'm not I'm not really interested in doing that. I think they will make the playoffs, but you know, again, Carson Wentz constantly gets injured, so how can I be too interested in that? Yeah, and he's gonna he has a lot to prove. Donovan McNabb probably wasn't the best messenger for it. <laughs> um, you know, just get. <laughs> well, you know, he did. You're right, Cam. But the thing is, Donna McNabb had a hard time staying healthy, right? It's true. And, but, but, and... But, but the thing about McNabb, real quick, is I don't think he said anything that wasn't true. I think at, mm. at, at some point over the next, you know, two, three seasons, and that was kind of the problem with getting rid of Nick Foles. I mean, he's not wrong. Carson Wentz is injured a lot. And, you know, by year four or five, he's not delivering it. I, I mean, at some point, you got to look look elsewhere. You know, McNabb's not always had a great, you know, kind of relationship with fans and the organization, though. And he seems to always be very, um, you know, very negative on the team, even though he's <laughs> here so long, which is odd. I don't know why, but. It's like he's yeah, jealous they won again, a Super Bowl without him. Like he's. Yeah, you know exactly. exactly. You know what it is, though? It's like McNabb, McNabb, listen, you know, people aren't going to forget the, the Super Bowl and Terrell Owens and. 
and and the cap in the in the huddle and the whole you know the whole stuff about oh he choked and he threw up literally and you know it is it, it listen a lot of people throw up and win after so throwing up doesn't yep. mean you're gonna you're gonna lose right after the fact George St. Pierre said he threw up before every fight uh-huh. guy run guy lost two fights in his entire life only um, but it's like I think he was never that light like you said big man it's like yeah whatever bro and then the team goes on and wins without him. And I think people are generally like, listen, you didn't even win. They did, right? And Because even though Carson Wentz wasn't there for the Super Bowl, you got to give him credit, big man. He was the reason you guys had home field advantage and stuff that year, right? I mean, Nick Foles, Carson Wentz got you to the, you know, got you there. And then, you know, Foles did a good job finishing it off. So Carson Wentz earned his ring uh, that year. But without a doubt, now that Nick Foles isn't there, like uh, now that Nick Foles isn't there, you know, and Carson Wentz, like, there's a lot of pressure on him. You're right. He's got to get it done this year, Carson Wentz. He's got to stay on the field, and he's got to produce. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just that simple. I, I, I don't, you know, I hate to be like that because I like Carson a lot. I think he's going to, you, know, you add in a guy like Deshaun Jackson, and you add these pieces that, you know, they're going to have a really good offense. It's, it's, you know, can they get stops? Because even the year they won the Super Bowl, I know at times defensively they're really good, but, you know, like every team, I mean, they, they just had a lot of trouble in their secondary. And with young guys and, and, you know, other than Malcolm Jenkins, you don't have really – and McLeod, no real long-term players in the league. I, I just worry. They, they really haven't went out and addressed it. Sidney Jones has kind of not worked out in a way. I would have just liked to see them go out in the, the first round and, or second round and, and get a safety or something. Um, they pick, all right. They picked up the option on uh, Wentz today. I guess this is the way it works. Big man, if he gets hurt, they say goodbye. It's been a slice, and if he plays well, then uh, gonna stick around for a while. But uh, you know what? He he's got a lot. He he's got a lot to prove. But uh, I I I still believe in Carson Carson Wentz. He'll be all right. Of all teams, I, I think in the, in the time. Go ahead. No, no, sorry. Go ahead, big man. Just just kind of wrap it up. I again, I I, I want to make it clear. Carson has been, you know, when he's in there, he's really good. It's just even back into college. I mean, you know this game, him. I mean. He was injured in college a lot. I mean, it's yep. we, we just have the unfortunate luck in this town of it seems like, I mean, other than the Super Bowl, every time you kind of have that magic season, and even in the Super Bowl run, we had an injury. Allen Iverson was, <laughs> wasn't healthy constantly in his career. Um, you just always have that worry. But um, hopefully it works out with Carson and he, he has a real good career. We think he will. All right, I see Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid missed the shoot around, but he's expected to play. Uh, this evening, I want to get your boy DK Metcalf down of all teams that he ends up. Oh on. yeah, Pete Carroll taking off his shirt, brother. Yeah, are you gonna take off your shirt in honor of DK Metcalf? From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Two thousand nineteen NFL draft in the books and for fantasy football players and the season starts now. If you're serious about fantasy football, it's never too early to start prepping for 2019. And Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 football package, including the best math based seasonal projections and rankings anywhere on the internet. 
Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with the promo code FNTSY, the NFL 365 fantasy football package, only at rotoexperts.com. Well done, Cam. Uh, well done. Um, all right, uh, big man on campus, uh, throwing it down. Uh, what else? We got game two. Uh, rapidly approaching. I mentioned Joel Embiid uh, missed the uh, the shoot around. Joel Embiid also somewhat throwing the coach under the bus. And I know, big man, you're no fan of Brett, a fan of Brett Brown, and it seems like he's you know, it seems like he's not the guy for them. Ultimately, um, he basically says we need a better game plan of double teaming uh, Kawhi Leonard. He also accepts responsibility. He goes, their two best players showed up, and I didn't. And, hey, listen, it's tough, man. This is the reason why the Toronto Raptors traded Jonas Valanciunas, who's a very skilled and gifted offensive player, but he lacked offensively. And, guys, if this was Jonas Valanciunas, then Joel Embiid's going off for 35 and stuff because he wouldn't be able to to defend him. But uh, Marcus Saul, Joel Embiid was just one for seven. Uh, shooting when Marcus Saul was guarding him. He had a little bit more success against Ibaka, but then Ibaka got mad and uh, elbowed him and stuff, and that that sort of shut Embiid up a little bit after that. We were waiting for that confrontation to happen. It was almost like Ibaka was just waiting. <laughs> like to, He was waiting for an excuse to get in Embiid's face, but what do you make of uh, tonight's game, uh, big man? Game two from a, a Sixer perspective. Yeah, I mean, look, I told you on Saturday I hated the game plan, and look, I mean, it was bad. Uh, I mean, defensively, look, but I also will will say, and I'm going to say this again, and I'll be interested to hear Cam's uh, kind of reaction. I told you, and you agreed, I thought he, Kawhi Leonard, looked like Mike Gordon the other night. That's the first player I I thought of when I saw him play. I thought he was was Jordan-esque. I mean, no one was going to stop him, Uh, but Again, I, I still find it kind of laughable that Pascal. I mean, Shockham has really you know improved as a player, and and I have my own thoughts on him. But I mean, to allow him to score twenty nine points overall, the Sixers didn't do bad outside of those two. But you're not involving Embiid enough. Jimmy Butler was horrific, and when JJ Redick doesn't score for them, I mean, he's pretty useless, frankly. Um, without any depth, they're just. If, if Redick doesn't play well, they don't win. It's that simple because you basically play a five-on-four. They don't have Mike Scott to come off the bench now. Not having him, it hurts them a lot because the bench that they have is already poor. Um, you should not have Jonah Bolden getting minutes. Furkan Korkmaz is a ninth player off the bench. You, you just shouldn't be seeing these players um, in, the, um, in the playoffs. And Brett Brown, again, that's par- partly been his issue all year. He doesn't know how to insert personnel correctly. Why haven't we seen Jonathan Simmons, the kid they traded for uh, in the, the Mark Folds trade? He's a good defender. I think he's coming to give you some energy with James Ennis. I just I didn't understand any of the game plan, but it's a quick turnaround. MB generally, after poor performances, they come back and play pretty well. Obviously, this isn't the Nets, but... You know, look, you have to figure regression will hit the Raptors just a tiny bit. I think the Sixers' goal, though, tonight should be to play quicker, play faster. I think the over has some value here. I don't think the Raptors can defend the Sixers. I don't think the Sixers can defend the Raptors. And I think with the Sixers kind of speeding it up, that wasn't over game the other night until the fourth quarter. The first 
you know, first half was in the 60s. The game should have yeah. went over. I think with a yeah. bit low of a total, I think the over has some value tonight. It might be worth a look, though, guys, to play the first half. Because me and Cam were talking about this earlier, big man. And you're right. The first quarter, I was like, wow, I was surprised. I'm like, damn, these guys got yeah. 52 points or something like that with three, four minutes left in the first quarter. I was like, holy crap. Uh, but ultimately what happened, listen, the Raptors, big man, they haven't given up more than 96 points in five straight games right now. So, so like Philly had success early, and it was surprising me how quick the pace was. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see what Brown does this evening. Now, the thing is, Kawhi Leonard, I don't expect them to get 45 again tonight, nope. but this is what I think the difference is of, of the Raptors now. In past years, big man, the Raptors would have a big playoff game, and then, you know, it was so reliant on Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. Yep. And they would, one of them would always play well, or one of them would be okay, but then they would both suck one night. It was sort of up and down. It was like, you know, it's tough to win in the playoffs. Now, Kyle Lowry is like the third and fourth option, Cam. Like, there's yeah, not, yeah. that's why Kyle Lowry's better right also, now, because there's not this massive yeah. pressure on him. Kawhi Leonard's like, give me the ball and get the hell out of my way, everybody. You know it's what I'm like saying? Like, yeah, you said it, Gabe. They're built for the playoffs now. They're a different team. Before, it was a scoring team. Now, you need to win in the playoffs, too. You still need to have that shutdown defense that they have. Also, Abaka, you talked about well, remember him. Last year, Cam, sorry, right you remember last now year, Cam? He wasn't right You remember last year? right. Yep. I would say, and it was like, basically, we knew we were screwed. It was like, well, if Lowry and DeRozan don't combine for 50 or 60, 50, we're screwed, 60 points, we're dead. Exactly. That was the now thing all different. the time, because no one else was there to do it. Now, Siakam will give you 25. Kyle Lowry can give you 17. Ibaka can give you 17. Danny Green can hit shots. Marcus Gasol can hit threes. But, They're a very, very deep team. But the thing, but the ahead, thing is, here's, here's the thing, though. You look at the game one, you look at game one you know, for as bad as the Sixers played, I mean, you look at the score, you know, box score, I don't believe anybody else is in double figures outside of Siakam and, and Leonard. I, you know, again, I'm not the biggest Kyle Lowry fan. I know he's from the area. I think, though, for them to really stranglehold this series and to obviously go on and win other series, he's got to consistently give them. And we saw in game one of the Magic series, didn't give them anything. He didn't even score. He's got to, I think, consistently give them, like you said, 16, 17. I don't think he completely can be just, you know, a no, nothing. Yeah, but, but he's playing. Listen, he, plays, he plays elite defense. He racks up the assists. Sure, sure. Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry's had a hell of a playoffs, actually. Uh, people want to jump on him. And stuff. I mean, right. this is all you that's need to know about Kyle Lowry. They were plus 25 yeah. when he was on the court. Sure, sure. And that's ultimately the difference with the Sixers and the Raptors. The reason the Sixers will not win this series is defensively they're not good enough. You look at the starting five for Toronto, whether it's Ibaka, Gasol, that added defensive abilities there. Look, Embiid's a great defensive player. And, you know, Simmons has his moments. But J.J. Redick is a horrific defender. Um, you know, listen, I, you're just – Tobias Harris. He can't make shots, yeah, he, Tobias and he struggled Harris as well. It, it, was, was a weakling. Yeah. The Raptors yeah. isolated Tobias Harris over and over and over and over again. Siakam torched him. Yeah. Every time, uh, anytime anyone got one-on-one with uh, with Harris, basically, they would tell him, all right, isolate, <laughs> isolate, get your shot. Ibaka got him. Um, it was basically, listen, the Raptors did a better job, man. Nick Nurse does a nice job of identifying identifying weaknesses and attacking it. And quite frankly, too, what happened is Jimmy Butler 
And you're right, big man. The rest of the Raptors really didn't do nope. anything uh, the other game. But Jimmy Butler, I think, was just so – its it was so much chasing Kawhi Leonard around everywhere that Jimmy Butler yeah. got taken out of his game offensively, big man. And Kawhi Leonard was torching him, and I think it was in Jimmy's head. Like, if you're a defensive player and you sort of feed off your defense and, and you're getting killed on defense, it's going to be hard to hit shots after. And he was getting murdered. And quite frankly, too, Ben Simmons is a bad defender, bro. Like, yeah. Ben Simmons got beat every time someone went one-on-one with him. Siakam went around him. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, he like, smoked, he got dude, smoked Kawhi Leonard, like, schooled him crazy. a couple of times. I know. Like, he looked like, it, like was, a kid. it was bad. It was yeah. really weird. Once man. Kawhi just did, like, a little shimmy with his shoulder and his neck yeah, and his he head. Did, woo, ben Simmons ya. was, like, on a, on a, like, on a, he was twirling. Yeah. Yeah. He was, was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, <laughs> hey, Ben, no, he got take, Ben last he got time hanging school. out with Kardashian at one in the morning or whatever you do and uh, learn to play some defense and hit a damn jump shot, bro. He just doesn't put the work in that's needed. He's an ultra-talented player, Ben Simmons, but he doesn't put the work in, big man, to do be as good as he needs to be. Yeah, and again, I mean, kind of to piggyback off, I just ultimately don't think, and why I didn't pick the Sixers, I just ultimately don't think it's a good matchup for them. They are really deficient right now with any sort of big other than Embiid. They, they, Boban Marjanovic is a horrifically slow human being. He cannot defend. J.J. Reddick can't defend. And, and when, you're, when you have these guys on the floor, you're, you're basically playing five on four. Reddick, if he doesn't make threes, he's useless. It's that simple. Yep. Um, you know, and, again, you lose a guy like Mike Scott. I know people think, it's Mike Scott. Who cares? Oh, I like they Mike just, Scott. They really don't have it. Yeah, and he can hit the shot. He can play defense. He gives them that energy off the bench. They just don't have that right now. And with, you know, even – with, with not getting the full offensive capacity out of the Raptors, they're still going to find ways to win. I do think the Sixers will win a game or two. I think they can win tonight just because I feel that, and I don't know that Kawhi Leonard's going to go off for 40. And, you know, I do feel like, you know, the game plan will be a lot more sped up, and I think that will work out and, and everything. But I just ultimately don't think it's a great matchup for the Sixers. And the, the Ben Simmons point, um, I, yeah, I think that's his one. You, you either work hard in the NBA or you don't. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was a guy that worked very hard to get where he is, and, and that was just really hard work. Ben Simmons, just unfortunately, we haven't seen that hard work. He doesn't even shoot the basketball, let alone make shots. He doesn't have any interest in even trying to shoot the ball. Um, it, it's just, a, you know, defensively he has problems. I won't get on him about being out at 1 a.m. For my thought, it looked like a restaurant. I don't know it's like you do, obviously. Uh, the game was at 8 the next day. But, again, he needs to go out and um, – he needs to be out, you know, kind of hey, resting and, and doing that. Sort hey, of yeah, you can attest yeah. to this. There ain't no restaurants yes, open at one in the morning. No, 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 no. I know. We know. Me and Gabe know where they're they bars. go. We know where they go. And it's uh, if they're serving okay. food, it's uh, it's uh, it's on the street at three o'clock in the morning. No, it's not happening, big man. And that's the thing about Toronto. It's one of those things that people don't factor in. Guys love coming to this city. Think about it. You're a millionaire with that dollar too, like beautiful metropolitan place you can kick ass with a lot of money in your pocket and there's a lot of places he's to also, go man. a lot of after hours he's also according to people around here he is newly single uh, from what i understand yeah, yeah he is she's not around anymore with not the gutter, place you want to be gutter, here so, downtown, downtown single with a, a, with a mint a feeling, of money mm, yikes yeah i have a feeling he's out yeah, gallivanting around uh, again I, he's just a guy that it seems like 
And if you, I've heard around town that he's not the kind of guy. He doesn't really want to be um, talked to. He does his things his own way. Um, he's starting to come across to me a bit of, uh, you know, it's my way. I do what I want to do. Um, you know, I don't, you know, I'm Ben Simmons. I can just be a ball handler my whole career. Uh, but he's really hurting this team as far as long-term, the progressions that he's not making. If he could develop a shot, he could be lethal. But I, I was one, and I told you, Gabe, this. I, I was uh, someone that I would have traded Ben Simmons to the Spurs if you could have worked out some kind of deal with Ben Simmons and a few others to get Kawhi Leonard to come to Philadelphia. I was in favor of that. I, I would have traded Ben Simmons. I felt you could have went out and got a point guard um, you know, in the draft or, or from another team, and he could have played your point guard. I'm not in love with Ben Simmons, and I, I, he's another guy like Carson Wentz. We need to see the progression down the road where he develops a shot because without it, he's uh, he's hamstrung. All right, big man. So what's your prediction for tonight? It's a seven-point point spread. And then we've got uh, Denver and Portland. I think Denver uh, I think Denver are going to win this series. I'm not saying it's going to be ultra easy. It should be entertaining. But I think Denver are going to win this series. And I was hoping that Houston could beat Golden State, and then Denver knocks off Houston. We have a Raptors-Nuggets finals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to piss everybody off. Big man on campus. Yeah, Find him on I- Twitter. At Jeff Dew. All right, big man, I'm gonna, you got 10 seconds. What's your pick? Yeah, I'll lean Sixers plus the points. And I think Portland, it's all going to be about Cantor. Can he guard Jokic? I, uh, I'll say Deco 7, I think. That's Jeff Dew on Twitter. Thanks, buddy. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Level two winding down. That's the big man on campus for joining us. Game two here uh, this evening in uh, Toronto, Philadelphia 76ers. Spreads now up to seven. Ooh, trying to get Philly action. Trying to get the Philly action. I don't know. Yeah, it looks, looks like they're trying to reel some people in here. Yeah, that looks like they got some real fish on the line, baby. Throw it in. Big fish. I don't know, Gabe. Raptors might just put the hammer down and win by uh, 13 again tonight. Who, who, who knows? Who knows? It's a lot of points, though. A lot of points. I think this game's going to come down to the point spread. I think it'll right be one of these the games. Number. Yeah, yeah. It'll be right one of these games the where it's number. like the last, like it'll be a sweat job. Ooh, they're up by yeah. eight. Ooh, they're up by they nine. They went yeah, by yeah. six instead of nine type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Raptors went by eight. <laughs> yeah. That you know what I mean? Like one of those. Like they went by 13 the other night. The thing is, no, I don't know. Is Kawhi Leonard going to go off for 45? That's the whole thing. It's not like Kawhi Leonard. That's his game, uh, even. No. But no one could stop him the other night. Uh, but with that being stated, I think the Raptors are going to cut the play again uh, this evening. I really do. I'm feeling good about I, things, except looking down the road, looking down the road, I think, you know, the Boston Celtics could give the Raptors a lot of trouble. It's going to be a hell of a series. 
I don't want to sound like that guy, but the Raptors are going to have to do everything perfectly because even if they do beat Philadelphia and Boston gets by Milwaukee, the league doesn't want Toronto in any type of form there. And I hate to say it, but it's just strictly fact. Boston's one of those markets in every type of sport, in hockey and basketball, everything, New England and football, they love it. It's a big market in New England, and uh, the Raptors are going to have to deal with it, Gabe. And I hate to say it, but that that's fact. Like, you hear Houston bitching and complaining. Well, Toronto's going to be doing a lot of bitching and complaining if they uh, play Boston. I can tell you that. First case, first business, though, you got to get past Philadelphia, which I think they'll do. No, uh, you're exactly right. Uh, I hate to say it. NBA's yeah, no, the worst even, league for that, real. too. It's the worst let's league. Let's be real. Even though the no. Toronto Raptors won the game convincingly, they didn't get calls. No, they didn't. Philadelphia the got all the Never. calls. Yeah, the rap, it's almost like they say, like in a fight, Cam, can't leave it in the hands of the judges. You know what I mean? Like if, yep. like the Raptors were up by 13, it's like, yeah, whatever, screw us, guys. We're up by 13. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't stop us. But like Houston, you want to beat the champ, you got to knock them out, man. You're in open. They're not going to give you calls over the Warriors on a Sunday nope. afternoon in the playoffs. It is what it is. Uh, no.